Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Missionary Micro Stories podcast, where missionaries come on and tell us authentic stories that they love. And I know that you will, too. It's six questions in about nine-ish minutes, because we all know that without a time limit, missionaries tend to get awfully long-winded. And so this morning, we're joined by a neighbor of mine, a friend, and uh, I'm excited to have him on. Brother Feder. thank you so much for being here today. Oh, I was glad to be here. Awesome. Well, we'll dive right into it. And please go ahead and tell us uh, question one, a little bit about you and your family and your field. I'm Daniel Fetter. Um, and uh, I have my wife is Megan. Oldest daughter is Emily. And then I have another daughter, Lauren. And we serve on the field of Micronesia, but on the island of Koshrai. And uh, we've been here about 10 years. And I've been working at a church plant in Taffensack, which would be the northernmost village of Koshrai. Awesome. Great. And so neighbors is a very loose term, but we're within the same general vicinity. So just a few plane flights away. So excited to talk with you today. Um, question two, then. Uh, for you, what's one of the best parts about being in missions, something that you, you love? You know, I, I grew up, my parents were missionaries, and, uh, you know, I never thought that this would be something that I would follow in the steps on, but Lord's Calling worked, especially when I was in teenage years, and uh, coming back, I, you know, it, it's, I guess, hard to explain other than this. I'm so satisfied being here on an island out in the middle of the Pacific, and uh, and one of the best things is seeing Christ change people's life. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's just a peace. It's a comfort being right in the middle where God wants me to be. Yeah, indeed. I, I completely agree. That's a great answer. Um, it made me laugh. So for those of you listening in, um, our, we're with the same mission board and our mission board has calls called Uplift and we all meet together if we have the chance and uh, missionaries can talk and uh, the FSM has not yet gotten coronavirus because they've shut everything down. Somebody, uh, Brother Feder was speaking on it on the uplift the other day, and somebody asked him uh, or said something about quarantine. And Brother Feder, you put it so well, and it made me laugh. I shared it with Sarah. You said, I've been quarantined since I've been in Kashrai. And I thought, how true, how true is that? We have been quarantined since we've been in Micronesia, <laughs> you know. Uh, what is yeah. quarantine other than living here? So, <laughs> um, yeah. and when you said that you were satisfied, that's it, what made me think of that. You can be satisfied mm -hmm. just wherever God places you. And so I appreciate that answer. So, um, all right, then kind of a little bit of the inverse. Question three, what's one of the more difficult aspects for you of missions, either something particular to your field or just in general? I, I wouldn't go, I was, I guess, thinking more in particular to our field, but uh, I know when, when someone comes to our church, um, there's a little pressure about leaving the national church here in Koshrai. And it steps up when they would make a confession or a profession of faith. Um, but really where it, the rubber hits the road for them is when they get baptized. And for someone to get baptized, literally means in Koshrai, they're getting cut off from their family. 
And it is one of the most difficult things as a missionary to deal with is watching people that you came to minister to suffer because of the truth. And uh, I wish they would attack me, but it seems as if they attack the followers and they're young, young believers, and they're facing great, great difficulties. Yeah. Yeah. If you look on a, a map of Christianity across the world, you know, it'll say that the FSM is almost 100% reached, but it's heartbreaking to see truly the, the persecution that does happen when people turn to a true faith in Christ. And I appreciate that answer. It's very insightful. Thank you. Um, question four then, who are some missionaries that you would say need to be on this podcast and share their story with us? You know, I was uh, trying to think about that and uh, I, some people came to mind. I was on deputation with uh, the Groves who are with us in Worldwide and they're over in New Zealand. And uh, I believe they've been in New Zealand basically the same amount of time I've been out here in Koshrai. And uh, they've just been serving the Lord, and I've read their prayer letters, and uh, actually our church in Taffinet Sack supports them, and, uh, and they just, they, they have a great ministry there, but uh, some good folks just serving God. And another one that, that I thought of is uh, the Rufels over in Japan. Again, we were on deputation together, and, uh, and I, I think they've been in Japan basically the same amount of time we've been out here. And just serving the Lord, and uh, and I I know that Japan's not an easy place, but uh, some good people, those folks. Great. I neither of them have been suggested, at least that I can remember yet, and so I look forward to contacting them and seeing if they can be on. Thank you for sharing that. All right. So question five: uh, What everybody is waiting for. Um, now, I don't know if this story will contain any cats or not. I, I seriously think every time that you and I talk, I at least hear the word cat one time. Uh, so I know, I'm not sure what this one will be, but I'm looking forward to it. Go ahead and take three to five minutes and just tell us the story that you love about your time in missions. Mm. Yeah, there, there's a lot there, but there's not so much spiritual around the cats that uh, we'll try to stay away from that part of it. <laughs> you see my flesh side when cats come out, but uh, uh, you know, one of the uh, one of my stories that I, I'm just was thinking of and going over in my head is a family that we have in our church now. Uh, it started with the wife. Um, she was a young lady, and uh, mistakes had been made. And she was just searching in life. And, uh, and so she came to our church. I believe she came to our church about a year and a half on a regular basis and uh, finally reached out. And uh, we gospel was presented plenty of times in between then. But she finally decided that she was going to make this decision. And I don't know if it, part of it had to do with just watching to see if what we said is what we did. But I would say there's probably a year and a half there. And so she got saved, um, and my wife and I began to disciple her. And it was an interesting discipleship. Uh, most of the time, it takes about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes to get through discipleship lesson. And, and, and she would always have questions. And that's very odd sometimes that there's no questions or no one wants to ask questions. But she wanted to learn and, and had a desire for knowledge. And, 
And uh, we got done with the lessons. And she said, can we continue these discipleship lessons? And I'm like, well, I'm done. I don't have any more. And so I started making a new discipleship lessons that they have with her. And one of the areas was she wasn't married at the time. And uh, she was just wondering how, how these things were going to work out. And I, I just remember a, a, a time with her that we were talking and my wife and I were just saying, listen, you need to just trust God in this matter. And uh, we came back from our furlough in 2018 and found out she was getting married the next week. We had not met this man and uh, anything like this. And, and most of the time what happens there is if he's part of the Protestant church or he's going, she's going with him. And, uh, and so I thought, oh, I hate that we're losing her. And, uh, and all in all, this guy started coming to the Baptist church and, uh, and just, um, about a month or two in, he really started to ask some questions. And it had to do with, what do we differ on? And I said, you know, basically, we want to believe the Bible and, and everything that's in the Bible. And, uh, and so I took him through some of salvation. And it's quite different what they conclude salvation to be. And so he accepted Christ. And uh, he faced great persecution from his family, who were high up members. Um, his mom's a deaconess in the church. And, uh, and so um, they are now Sunday school teachers in our church. And that story, I mean, if I think of something that encourages me on a down day, I think about these things of people's lives being changed and uh, solid in our church. Um, you know, they were one of the first to step out and say, we're going to tithe. You know, that that's a hard thing um, to do out here on such a small budget of money. And yet they were willing to do that. And so they're a young couple um, and, uh, but they want to live for God. And it's just exciting to see. And I would say of all the things in my mind, that's what I go back to now. That's a great story. And I appreciate you sharing with it because it, it just shows the insight and amazing at what God can do and how God can transform lives. So I appreciate you sharing that with us, Brother Peter. Thank you. <clears throat> All right, as we wrap up with question six, um, do you have any language or cultural blunders that you are willing to share with the world? <laughs> yeah, uh, well, what the privilege of us coming here is I did grow up out in the islands a little bit. And so most of my cultural and language blunders uh, happened at a younger age. And uh, I can remember when we first got out to the islands um, in the Marshalls, um, I would hear my friends say this phrase. And, uh, and so I didn't really know what it meant. And so I thought one day I would put it to use. And uh, I, I saw how they used it. And uh, basically it was offending your mother is what it was doing, you know? Um, and, uh, and so I, biggest kid on island, man, that we were doing something. And, and, uh, I just said that to him and man, he reared up. He was about ready to punch me in the face. And, and my friends were there and they're like, no, he doesn't know what he's saying, you know? And, uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, that was just a, a funny, funny thing that came to my mind that, you know, um, you hear things and uh, it's not often best to repeat things. You don't know what is actually being said there. So. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> I'm glad you're safe to this day. So thank the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Brother Federer, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Thanks for making the time to do so. Um, if people want to follow your story, what's the best way that they can do that? 
Um, I, I guess uh, with Worldwide, um, I have uh, our website there, but grabbing a prayer letter, um, I'm not a big uh, social media type of guy, so uh, that's probably the best way going through there, getting a prayer letter. Okay. All right. We'll have that in the description, description box below. So, um, well, thank you so much, Brother Fetter, for being on today and for encouraging us and sharing your stories. We appreciate it. Not a problem. And uh, glad to have you as a neighbor, um, 600 miles away, but a neighbor. <laughs> yeah. So, true Micronesian style. So, all yeah. right. Well, for, for those of you that have joined in with us today, this has been Josh Wagar with Brother Dan Fetter serving in Kushrai, and you have been listening to the Missionary Micro Stories podcast. Thanks for joining.